0: He say, he rewrites the word of God in his mind. And before you know it, he'll spit it out of his mouth. A speculator. Speculator don't have no anointing, but he knows everything. (laughs) Well, I guess we need to take a closer look at what we call a participator. A participator must be in tune with God's word. Let God's word be true and every man be alive. In praises and worship in God, you live and love to hear God speak into your life and you join in with a spirit of praise. We're supposed to be excited about what the Word of God says to the children of God. Amen. Amen. Sometimes the Word of God comes to correct us, to move us in a position to be blessed. Come on, somebody. But see... A spectator and a speculator don't want to be corrected. They want to see things like they see it. Regardless of what the truth of God's words say. A participator welcomes the leading and guiding of the Holy Ghost. And welcome any and all corrections that God sees to fix, to make in their life. A spectator and a speculator don't follow the Holy Ghost they wants to lead the Holy Ghost there's a difference in you following the Holy Ghost being led by the Holy Ghost and other than you trying to lead the Holy Ghost which you're not leading the Holy Ghost you just leading another spirit you just been deceived they are the ones that want the, the participator Uh, They are the ones that want and desire to be in the move of God. Uh, They want to be where God is moving. They want to be a part of what God is moving. They are the people that are looking and waiting on the move of God's spirit and not wanting or not waiting on a stage act a speculator and a spectator they look for the stage act why do they look for the stage act so they can have something to talk about come on somebody they don't look for the real move of God amen the 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 participator their heart is saying Lord whatever you are doing in this season don't do it without me Hold it right there. I'm glad you made it back home safely. To them, worshiping and praising God is what they desire and see it as an honor just to be able to call on his holy name. It's a privilege to come into the presence of God and worship with him in the beauty of holiness because guess what you're worshiping the holy God and if we worship him in the beauty of holiness guess what he showers that holiness down on us and we become into his glory and we experience the move of God that lets us know that God is truly alive you got to be in the position that you need to know that God is just not a figment of your mind. That God is a true and living God. And he moves. Uh, and he bring, He comes into the presence of the sanctuary amongst his people. And he comes to bless them. But guess what? First of all, he got to move all the spectators and speculators out of the way. Because, see, this is part here When God moves. He comes to move in with the participators. Did that make sense? It's a blessing to assemble yourself with like believers to see the salvation of the Lord in the land of the living. Come on, somebody. It's bad and sad that the house of the living God, they can't come together and used to say what that old saying was, what a time, what a time, what a time. Amen. It's supposed to be joy, unspeakable joy, and full of glory. When, the, when everybody participates in the service of the God, God comes in and he sprinkles some salt on it. He season it. That he get the glory. And you get the blessing. Wow. You get your deliverance. You get your healing. You get strength. You get joy, unspeakable joy and full of glory. God come in and shake the salt of his anointing on the service. And that's when we say, "Whoa, boy, what a time we had last night. What a time we had today. Oh, God came in the place. My God, my God. What is it? I just can't describe it. Because, see, when God steps in, God leads it at a time that, guess what? It blows your mind. You can't describe it because God just blew you out. Amen. And sometimes he knocks folks out and they wake up and they don't know whether they're in today or tomorrow. Because that's the God that used to come into the house. Because, guess what? Now, if it got to the point that God don't come in the house because the house... Is twice dead and plucked up by the roots. You can't rejoice in the Lord. In the grave. You better praise him now. You can't do nothing for God. Once they kick dirt in your face. Nothing. Whatever you're going to do for God. You and I got to get it done now. Because when we go to the grave, ain't nothing we can do. We can't praise him. We can't worship him. Amen. Only thing we can do on our way out is that, boy, I wish I had one more time to praise God. I wonder can I can make up for what I didn't do when I was up and around. But you know, I noticed that, you know, People wait till they get almost down and out. Then they want to give God some, huh? Then they want to get involved with God. But why, when you had the activities of your limbs to be able to worship him freely, why wouldn't you do it then? Why wouldn't you give him your best when you was able to give him your best? Now you can't do nothing. You're pushing around in a wheelchair. Now you want to try to stand up and praise God. Uh, when you should have been doing it when you was up and able. When you was able to praise God. When you was able to participate to where God can see your participation and come in and bless you. Mm. How you going to stir up the Holy Ghost once you down and out? What you going to stir him up to do? The time to stir him up is while you up and able the Holy Ghost up being Lord, whatever you came to do, do it in me. Give me a praise. Uh, give me a genuine worship. Give me that praise that's on the inside, that's bubbling up to the outside, that I can't hold it, that I can't keep it to myself. You can't do it when you get to the grave. You must praise and worship him while you live. Amen. Uh, let's go to the life of a spectator. We probably won't make it out of spectator tonight, but this is probably be a three-night three course. So we're going we're gonna to deal with the spectator tonight. So let's go to Jeremiah chapter 5 if I rush through it you might not get it all you might not let it sink in so we ain't going to do no crash course we're going to go through it slow how about that one Jeremiah chapter 5 are we there? Beginning at the 21st verse. What does it say? Hear now this, O foolish people, without understanding, which have eyes and see not, which have ears and hear not. Fear ye not me, said the Lord. Will you not tremble at my presence, which have placed the sand of the bounty of the sea by a perpetual decree? that it cannot pass it. Though it was waved thereof, tossed themselves, yet can they not prevail. Though the ruin, yet they cannot pass over it. But the people, <coughs> the people have a what? And rebellious heart. They are revoked and gone. Neither said they in their heart, let us now fear the Lord our God, that give it rain, both in the former and the latter, in his season, he reserved unto us the appointed weeks of the harvest. Your iniquity have turned away these things, and your sins have withhold good things. Wow! He gave you an appointed week. Of the harvest, twenty weeks of the harvest, he gave you a pointed time to reap the good of the land. But your iniquity have turned away these things. Oh, a lot of things that we are not getting from God is because of what our sins and iniquity has turned away. It wasn't that. It wasn't that it wasn't now. It was that, but you just couldn't receive it. Why? Because we were still too busy operating in our flesh and our sins. What he said: "Yo, your sins have withheld the good thing." Look at God Almighty. You mean to tell me that God got good stuff He wanted to give us, but because of our sin, He withheld it? In other words, you know what God's saying? I'm not Santa Claus. Your mom and daddy told you Santa Claus will give it to you anyhow. But God ain't the anyhow Santa Claus. God is the God of glory. He's not a, a figmentation of your mind and he's not a make believe. He's the real deal. Amen. So we got to deal with the real deal. Is that all right? Well,. Jeremiah 5 and 21-25 said having eyes and ears but lack understanding you are missing the mark of the high call of God which is in Christ Jesus set in church hearing the word of God Yet have not heard a word that's been said. <coughs> refusing to hear the truth. You know, when he said refusing to hear the truth, that means you are combative. You kicks against. You don't see it that way. But he, our Jeremiah already said you got eyes to see and can't see. And ears to hear and yet you don't hear. That's because of the Rebelling spirit that's working in you. What kind of attitude do you bring to the house of God? The same attitude that you have when you come and sit down at your table with a hungry man. Ah, eat everything on the table. Come on now, you don't mind mixing the guilt. Matter of fact, some of it, you mixed together. Um, okay. Hey, the first thing Rose do when she get them brown beans, crumble up that cornbread in them. Um, so, when you come to the house of God, you ought to have the same taste for the Spirit of God, for the Word of God, just like you have for your natural food. David said, I esteem the word of God more than my necessary food. Because guess what? Your natural food can only keep you for so long, you still gonna die. Your spiritual food will keep you forever and give you eternal life. Did that make sense? So you should come, first of all, a spectator, if he want to change his way, he should come with respect. He should have respect for the word of God. He should have respect for the man of God. He should show that respect and have an expectation. Expecting to receive something from the Lord. Huh? Because guess what? Then that makes your heart prepared to receive. Wow. Wow. We have a deficiency because we won't eat the word of God. We have a deficiency in our spirit because we won't allow God to feed us the way God going to feed us. You want to be fed the way you want to be fed. But that ain't how God prepare a table. Come on, somebody. Yet we come judging what someone else should eat. Instead of you eating yourself, Woo, I can hear I can hear Rose out now. Ooh, that was for hell bean now. Huh? Come on, somebody. Well, he should have ate that, Lamar. So, watch yourself. Stay focused on your heart. Because the Bible says it is evil and desperately wicked. If you are a spectator, you come to church looking for anything to talk about that is wrong. So guess what? You've been hookwinked. The devil done hookwinked you that your attitude and your mind was set that when I hit the door, I'm looking for everything that's out of place and wrong. And the only thing that's really out of place and wrong is you. You Y'all get that one? You set yourself up to be out of place. You set yourself up to be wrong. Come on, somebody. You didn't come in the house of God looking for the best that God had to offer. But yet still, you allowed the enemy that was in the Garden of Eden to trick your mind to come in the house of God looking for what's wrong. Hmm. You need to find something wrong, go back to your own house. You are full of criticism and what if, you know we love that one, what if, what should be, as well as what you don't like. And it all boils down to, no matter matter how we dress it up and and, and pretty it up, it all boils down to what we don't like. All the rest of it was excuses to bring us up to what we really don't like. Hey man, Can't stand that color blue Lamont well. <laughs> then he got a nerd to have his name on it. up here in that in in, in that lexie you know they don't go together now we're trying to get things we're trying to dress the man up dress his car up come on now ain't that the way we do things instead of trying to see what god got going on for you you miss your blessing watching other folks did y'all hear that one you can't see god you're just like i you can't see God until he get the ooz out your eyes. Wow, that was a mouthful right there. Let's go to Proverbs right quick. Proverbs chapter 30. We're gonna read verse 12. Then we got verse 17. Verse 12 says, There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes, yet is not washed from their filthiness. Wait a minute. You write in your own eyes. You can't see nothing but what you see, and what you see you claim is all right. Wow. Isn't that like the work of the flesh? Verse 17 said what? And five the obey his mother, the raven of the valley shall pick out it, pick it out, and the young eagle shall eat it up. Now, 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 now listen at, at, at that. The way of a man is right in his own eyes. But his ways is the way of destruction. They call it self-sabotage. It's amazing how we, now, 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 now listen to this one. It's amazing how we learn God. It's amazing how God brings us out. Of the mess we was in. It's amazing how God saved us. And cover us with his blood. Just for us to come back and self-sabotage ourselves. But that's that amazing? Do you not know Adam and Eve was the first one that self-sabotaged themselves? Out of, out of all God gave them. Huh? He gave them the paradise. He gave them every tree they could eat and live on. Guess what? He even left the tree of life in there. He didn't tell them they couldn't eat from the tree of life. He told them don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They let the enemy talk to him. But you know what? The devil didn't make them do it. He just told them. They don't want to self-sabotage Come on, somebody. So you have to watch how you self-sabotage your own self. Isaiah 64 and 6 said, All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all of our righteousness, our right acts, are like filthy rags. We are like shriveled up like leaf. And like the wind, our sins sweeps us away. So guess what? You know what he's saying? Nobody has a right to be a spectator. You know why? He said because we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Not some. He said all. Because guess what? The only reason that you are here, the only reason we made it this far is because of the blood of Jesus Christ. It's because of the mercies of God that all of us have not been You got some dirty issues. You got some. You still got some dirt in your fingernail that you, when you wash your hand, you thought that they were still clean. And some of you ladies that got this fingernail polish on, you can't even see whether you got dirt in them. First thing Coco did was start examining exactly our fingernails. Beware. Watch how you mock. Watch your expression. You know, sometimes you don't have to say nothing. You can do it with, boy, look. You can do it with your eyes. Some of my eyes sometimes will tell off on you. I go up there and see mother sometimes and she gets so hot. All I got to do is look at her eyes. mother you hot. Come on. So you have to watch your facial expression behind the authority of God's word. I ain't talking about behind people. I'm talking about what God brings across the table. I'm talking about when the truth come and slap you and you don't want to eat it. So guess what? You get that look. Why do you get that look? Because you are known to be a spectator and the word of God just slapped you in the mouth. So watch how you get your facial expression behind the authorized word of God. Such a person shall come to an untimely end. You don't know when God gonna show up. You don't know when God gonna show up and catch you in your stupor. Huh? What is God 40 years, and God is about to show up, and then you decide that you want to step out because of your attitude. What God supposed to do? Wait till your attitude gets right, and he's on his way back? now. He's going to come, and he's going to come at his time, and he's going to come and get those that are right for his time. So now you see why we have to police ourselves. And when you find out, when you police yourself and you find out what you're doing is not in accordance with the Word of God, is Get out of It's time to get some It's time to repent. It's time to live. Listen what this one said. You will be as to a raven plucking out your eyes. Dying unnaturally. Hmm. Everybody want to die naturally. To die naturally, you'd love to live a long time. So you don't want to die a foolish death. Come on, somebody. Do y'all not hear today that about 18, it was either 18 or 12 uh, tractor-trailer rigs, and about eight cars that was in a tragic accident on I-30 Coming towards hot spring. What if the five people that died wasn't ready to see God? as to a raven. What a raven do, the first thing a raven do when he finds somebody dead, the first thing he go and do is pluck his eyes out. Don't be left to the eagles as to a buzzard. A buzzer don't want you unless you're dead. Uh, you don't <laughs> it's bad that you can't taste good to a buzzer life. <laughs> he got to wait till you're dead in order for him to eat you. So don't wind up and let your life be like buzzard, baby. Amen. That's the life of a... Spectator. Let's go to Luke eighteen. Wow, Luke eighteen, verses ten. Oh, yeah. Ooh-wee. Yeah, he's been to come down our street, ain't he? Y'all there? Let's read uh, Luke 18 10 through 14, if you would, please. Two men went up into the temple. Where did they go? They went to church, didn't they? Look <laughs> what happened. The one, a Pharisee, and the other one, a publican you always turning your nose up at folks that ain't saved. You better watch and make sure you ain't a Pharisee spirit. Huh? Think that you in when you're really out. He said the Pharisees stood and prayed thus with himself God, I thank thee that I am not as the other men are extortioners unjust or adulterous or even as this public oh then he throw the man in the bunch with him this is what he said i fast twice in the week i give tithes to all that i possess and the publican standing far off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven but smocked upon his breast saying god be merciful unto me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified, rather than the other. For everyone that exalt himself shall be obeyed, and he that humble himself shall be exalted. Better watch your old stinking pride. You better watch your old stinking flesh. It smells before God. You know why I smell before God? Because when you in your flesh is dead, and anything dead got order. Ooh. Anybody ever smelled anything dead smelling sweet? Huh? Stay around it long enough, it'll make you run. Come on, somebody. Don't you be as the Pharisee. You know what? Churches nowadays get full of them. Thinking that you got an audience with God. huh? Just because you pay your time. That's what you're supposed to do. Come on, somebody. That's what he ordered you to do. So you ain't giving God nothing special. Huh? Because you fast twice a week. You might be just trying to lose weight. so you go hungry for twice a day after week like you were fasting under god you know and a lot of times about fast a lot of times we fast but we don't pray we just fast and be waiting on the hour to be over with but what did god get out of your fast did you did you call on him did you try to summons him up did you try to find out, God, what's your next move for me? God, can you clean me up so I can be ready for your move? Clean me up, God, so that I can hear you? Oh, come on. By 4 o'clock, one more hour. Oh, I sure will be glad when it's the hour's over. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Your flesh is still sticking up. God still didn't get no glory out of your fasting. Come on now. So, you think you get an audience with God by telling him how self-righteous you are? Uh, And all you do as a church member? Wow. God don't, hey, what you do, God got six or seven that'll do more. So you ain't got no special place just because you do some certain things. You need to bless God for having you. God, I thank you that you was able to use me. Huh? I thank you, God, that, that that I was willing to allow you to use me and give me the strength to get it done. Come on now. God ain't nobody like me in the church but me. But check yourself out. God said, I got a rock out there to replace you. Can you just imagine God telling you that He got a rock out on the lawn that can take your place? Huh? Come on now. Didn't have the nerve to tell God you are not like somebody else. At that point you was the worst. You went to God in prayer to degrade somebody else. And you think that you were praying the right prayer? That you had the audacity to be down on your knees and degrade somebody else to God? Spectator. is praying for forgiveness to stay in the grace of God and his mercy and that's what you ought to be doing praying to stay in the grace and the mercy of God now God listened to the publicans prayer why because he was praying a prayer of repentance repentance Huh. God, the book said, God hears not a sinner's prayer unless he becomes a worshiper. But see, now we became a worshiper and now we want to be a dictator in the house of God. We think that we'd have moved up the, the food chain. We can call some shots. Baby, you still can't call no shot with God. Not a one. Amen. And now God is turning his nose and his back on your stinking prayer. Because your prayer done got stinking. Your prayer to God done turned into boo-boo. Because you down there trying to degrade somebody else in your prayer when you ought to be praying about your own self. Did that make sense? Don't you dare exalt your stinking flesh in the face of God lest he knock you down. Hmm? Don't exalt yourself. You better keep an humble spirit before God. Do you not know who you are talking to do you not know that you are talking to the god that speak and men die and then he speak again and they live do you not know who Jesus said, Woe to the uh uh-uh, and the Pharisees. And he called me, he said, and you hypocrites. For you are like unto white sepulchres, a uh, sepulchre, which appears beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones. And all and then he added uh, uh he added something to it. He said, and all unclean. So you can dress up your flesh, put on your sweet-smelling fragrance, and remain in sin. And God said, you still stink. You still stink as a dead man before him and an order of decay. You're decaying. You're dying. It's bad to die in the house of God. Uh-huh. In the house, but yet dying. Now you see why Paul told Timothy, stir up the guilt that is in you. You know what I mean? Stir up that life that's in you. Stir up the hope that in you. Talking about what you can't do and start looking for what you can do. I hope that made sense to you. Go to First Thessalonians chapter 4. We still talk about that old speculator. That old spectator, rather. See everything but itself. Except yourself. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. And it says, But as touching brotherly love, you need not that I write unto you, for you yourself are taught of God. That ain't new to you. Come on, somebody. That ain't the first time you heard God say, love one another. As I have loved you. Tenth verse says. And indeed you do it. Toward all the brethren. Which are in all Macedonia. But we beseech you brethren. That you increase. Wait a minute. You supposed to increase in love. We don't get to a point and stop. He said increase more and more. Wow, what if God just loved us today and didn't love us tomorrow? (laughs) What kind of shape would we be in? But God constantly loves us daily. Because what it said, he daily loaded us with benefits. So that tells me God don't stop. And we're supposed to be patterning ourselves after what God do. That's what we say. That we want to be like him. I guess. Y'all do. And that you study to be quiet and do everybody else's business. Keep up with what everybody else is doing. And to work with your own hands as you can't work because you want everybody else to do it. I okay, can't Rosetta do it. She ain't got nothing else to do. She get off work early enough to do it. <laughs> Come on somebody. We can always try to dictate what somebody else do when we ain't doing what? Nothing. Amen. Amen. And the few that do do, you try to pile more on them to do because you won't do what? Nothing. And he said that you may walk honestly toward them that are without. That ye may have lack of nothing. Wow. So you ain't supposed to come short in God. You supposed to constantly flourish. Huh? You supposed to constantly be added to. Come on now. God added to for such as to be saved. That's what he did to the church. He didn't stop, he kept adding to the church we supposed to keep adding to love. We're supposed to keep adding to togetherness. We're supposed to keep adding to the work in the kingdom. We're supposed to keep adding, not sitting down. There should be an increase of love as we grow in grace together. Why is it that the church Wants to grow in God. But they wants to grow separate. It's not designed for that. That is not God's plan. For us to grow separate. But for us to grow together. Because why? We supposed to become a body. Anybody ever seen an arm grow by itself? Walking down the street on his fingers? (laughs) If you do, you better run. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Make it your ambition and definitely endeavor to live quietly and peacefully in your mind and also mind your own business. Oh, that's what a problem with the spectator. Always off in somebody else's business. I call them bathroom lawyers. Parking lot preachers. Come on somebody. Rosetta, didn't you see that? See what? Rosetta mine Rosetta mine somewhere else. And you run out there, Rosetta, did you <laughs> Bro, this your night? Rosella, did you see that? No, what? Gar, I'm just gar over there talking about. yeah, you saw it. <laughs> you got enough in your own life that needs straightening out. Huh? That knows it in somebody else's business. That was the old saying. I don't know who had the saying, but it's a good saying. I got 12 hours to take care of my business and 12 hours to stay out of your business. If I do that, I have a good day. Come on, somebody. But if I spend my time that I should have been taking care of my business Knows it in your business, my business went undone and I lost a whole day. Worrying about what somebody else ought to be doing or should have been doing. Should have, would have, could have. Amen. Amen. I learned. I learned to behave yourself properly. Toward others. Exhibiting a good character and respect. Amen. We must show respect one to the other. Amen. And it's based on the character that you possesses. Your character is out of order. Your respect is too. Come on, somebody. So, we got to learn how to live a quiet life. Amen. Not running from house to house, stirring up stuff. Mmm. Don't bring your mess to my house. I got enough mess in my house already that I need to get rid of. I don't need you to add to it. Come on, somebody. In other words, don't bring your cockroaches over my house because I ain't got enough spray for mine and yours too. (laughs) Keep your cockroaches at home. Huh? (laughs) So, therefore, you know what he's saying? You got to watch the one that you let in because guess what? They'll come in your house. You don't flush it it's gonna take you to hell come on somebody come on somebody cause you ate it yeah. second thessalonians moving right along i might make it through it i might i might i might make it through it second thessalonians chapter 3 Verses 14, no, 11 through 15. 11, 11 through 15. Hmm. Are we there? Now, one thing I need you to pay close attention to the fact of the matter is that Paul is talking about the spectators that are in the house of God. I'm not talking about them folks out there. We're talking about folks that be in the house. Amen. God ain't trying to correct the folks that are out there, lest they become a worshiper. But he's trying to prepare the people in the house of God for the day that's coming. That we expect to leave with him. Come on now. That we don't have to be disappointed when he don't take us. Amen. So verse eleven says, but we hear that there are some walking among you disorderly, working not at all, but uh but uh say that loud enough. They are what? Busy bodies. Oh, okay, okay. Busybodies. Wow. Hmm. Well, what else did it say? Now, we, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that we... and eat their own bread, but ye, brethren, be not wearied in well doing. And if any man obey not our words by this epistle... Note that man, and have no company with him, that he may be ashamed. Wow. Intimate, but admonish him as a brother. Huh? He said, you got to note them folks. Instead of her telling me take that mess somewhere else, mm, mm, mm. so so you have to watch the Melison ways. Being a busybody, huh? Yes, ma'am. reports that a bunch of lazy good for nothings are taking advantage of you. This must not be tolerated. We command them to get to work immediately. No excuses, no arguments and earn their own keep. Friends, don't slack off in doing your duty. like the pastor on that one now he said he had a saying said Lord if they don't want to do it I'll do it just give me their blessing amen if Ro don't want to do it God I'll do what you want the road to do but just bless give me the blessing that you had for roe come on somebody I told you girl this your night <laughs> amen. So we have to keep doing so God keep blessing us. Oh, Lord, y'all, y'all didn't hear that one, then? And then guess what? The ones that don't want to do, they just going to sit back and watch God feed you. Huh? They going to watch God feed you and they going to wonder, why in the world are you being so blessed? Because I keep doing what God wants me to do plus what he wanted you to do. Oh, y'all didn't get that one, did you? So guess what? Then that's when he said, don't be weary in well doing. For you shall reap if you faint not. So guess what? You We can't allow the spectators to cause us to faint. To cause us to quit. You know what? Because God blessing you. He rewarding you. So why get mad at the reward that God has given you? Wow. Huh? Opening up the windows of heaven. Pouring you out a blessing that you ain't got room to receive. Press down. Shaking together and running over. Come on, somebody. You wonder where it came from and it, it Ain't no one place you, you ain't got the water you, uh, you ought to know where it came from It came from the goodness of God Come on somebody Walking disorderly Indicate a pattern of life Not in conformity To the word of God Hmm The church now is getting in a habit of walking contrary to the word of God. That's the life of a spectator. A lazy person that don't work. Wait a minute. nigga, This is what you should have added. A lazy person that don't work will find another occupation. And his occupation will be a professional meddler. (laughs) His profession, Rob, will become a professional meddler. You are an executive official of knowing everybody's business but your own. Isolate yourself from that person and stop feeding into their foolishness so they may be ashamed And hope that they turn back to the faith. Amen. You know, sometimes you have to isolate yourself from a person for them to come to their senses. Let them know that you ain't for that foolishness they got going on. Did that make sense?